Are you an entrepreneur, industry expert, or influencer? Did you know that speaking is one of the highest paying professions in the world? Download my free PDF checklist now and you can learn how you can become a highly paid speaker. Go to jamieabbott.com forward slash speaker guide. Hello and welcome to Pitch Perfect, the podcast where we shine a spotlight on the power of effective communication, strategic business thinking, and the spirit of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Jamie Abbott. I've spent years mastering the art of public speaking and public relations, weathered the storm in the business world, and have emerged not only surviving, but thriving in the face of challenges. And now I'm here to share my insights and experiences with you, whether you're an entrepreneur looking to take your business to the next level, a marketing professional wanting to sharpen your skills, or simply someone who wants to become a better communicator, this podcast is for you. So buckle up and join me on this journey. Let's learn, grow, and conquer the world of public speaking, public relations, marketing, and business strategy together. Welcome to Pitch Perfect. Well, my guest today is Alison McQueen, and Alison is the founder of Newcastle and Hunter Community Health, which is an award-winning organisation which delivers aged care and NDIS clinical care and support services to clients in their own homes. Alison has a diverse background as a registered nurse covering acute, residential and community care in the public and private sectors, as well as overseas. In addition, Alison has worked in the health insurance sector. The skills from these roles and a desire to provide a quality service to clients locally led to the decision to begin Newcastle and Hunter Community Health. From the organisation's inception, where it delivered four hours per week to one client, to today, where it delivers hundreds of hours per week to a variety of clients, Newcastle and Hunter Community Health has grown to an established small business. Now employing a variety of team members, including admin, management, registered nurses, and home care support workers, and is continuing to grow. Alison's strong understanding of people's care needs, clinical knowledge, and her involvement in wider corporate responsibilities and relationship management are complemented by her passion for high quality care and the importance in educating staff, clients, carers, and families. With her combined skill set, experience, and qualifications, Alison has set Newcastle and Hunter Community Health to be recognized in the local business community right here in Newcastle, where I am based. And she has really set it up to be recognized through the Newcastle Business Club's Organization of the Year 2022, as well as nationally, also in 2022 as the Australian Small Business Champion Disability Provider and in 2020, the Professional Medical Services. Wow. What a background, Alison. Welcome to Pitch Perfect. Hi, Jamie. Thank you so much for that introduction. I'm really excited to be here this morning and I'm really grateful for your invitation to join you today. This is your very first podcast interview, isn't it? It is, yes. And I'm um, I'm really excited and um, I feel privileged um, to be doing it with you um, because you've got such a uh, great reputation and um, skill set and you've worked with lots of um, established and um, new business owners and um, so I'm really grateful. 
Oh, well, thank you. Of course, today's all about you, though. So I want to start by saying, you know, how how did you get started? I mean, you you started this business, and this is a great episode for anyone in any industry who's either thinking about taking the leap and starting their own business, or perhaps they've just established their business and really wanting to scale as you have. So just take me back from the start to the start. What kind of got you into what you're doing now? So did you always want to be what is, I guess, an entrepreneur and a business owner? I probably didn't um, always want to be a business owner, but maybe subconsciously. So Through my early career, I worked um, as an operations um, in the operating theatre as a registered nurse. I was working with lots of surgeons um, who were essentially business owners. And in those experiences, you are, you know, talking to them around, um, you know, their businesses and how, you know, how they manage them. And it might be talking around, um, you know, that operation in the practice as well as how they're operating in, in the hospital system. So I found that very interesting. Um, then through some of my other experiences in nursing, I'd worked, I've worked in the private health insurance sector and worked in the private hospital system as well. So I guess I've had some exposure to business settings as a registered nurse and I always found it very interesting. And then I did see an opportunity um, about six years ago with um, some changes in the age and disability sectors and um, that there was an opportunity for a new business and to really focus on the quality of services. Um, And that's how Newcastle and Hunter Community Health was born. I just want to pick up on the point where you said about you always found it really interesting because we, we've caught up for coffee and one story that really stood out for me was you were working in an operating theatre and you would hear, I think it was the surgeon perhaps, um, you might want to clarify, but talking about his business and different sort of structures and systems in relation to his business and your ears would prick up and you were really interested. Can you talk me through that? Yeah, I found, you know, talking um, with the surgeons and you know, how they, you know, build their team to um, build their business, essentially. Um, and, you know, they're in the operating theatre, but they've got a team behind them that are running their rooms and, you know, having very streamlined structures and efficiencies so that they can, you know, perform their duties um, as a surgeon and then build their businesses. Um, so I found I found that very interesting um, and, you know, and also just the um, drive that they had to build their business and, you know, provide a quality service um, and also build a business that's, you know, um, making money and providing um, income for other people as well. Yeah, that's really, really cool. And so was it easy? Was it smooth sailing? Did you just set it up and then it just grew or has there been challenges along the way? Well, I... It, as in any um, business, and particularly in small business, there's lots of challenges. Um, it, in healthcare, there's um, you know a unique set of challenges that we have, um, and certainly probably the most unique challenge that a healthcare business would have is the pandemic, uh, which happened um, when Newcastle and Hunter Community Health was a very new business. So that was a really unique challenge, um, and we probably need to do a complete podcast dedicated to those challenges um, but there's lots of learnings and so you know it well, I would say it's not, not smooth sailing but you know each time there's a challenge or um, you know something that we may have to do in regards to compliance um, and things like that it's just looking at sort of what the goal is what we need to do and how we get there and sort of 
you know, each time it's those experiences are what we learn from and for a business owner, that's what you grow and that's how you grow your business and make improvements. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you were saying before we, we hit record that you've got 25 staff. And so for me, I look at you and think, wow, you must be a really great leader. Have you had to learn leadership skills along the way? Or do you think that you're naturally born with, with that kind of leadership skills instilled in you? I would say, um, I would say I'm not a naturally born leader. Um, I'm personally a quiet person and um, you know I would say I like to keep to myself and you know don't like to sort of be out the front of an audience but well, when you've got a team of 25 obviously you have to be front and center so it's some it's a skill that I've developed um, I work with a leadership coach and I find that really valuable to learn some of those skills um, that help me as a leader and just as a person um, which then transpires in how you lead um, your people um, I guess as a registered nurse, there is, you know, you do have some leadership skills. So you're often, you know, back, you know, when I was working in the acute system, you know, you would be in charge of the team. And, you know, when I was working in the operating theatre, you're part of a team and you might be leading that team and coordinating services. So there are some skills that have been transferred across. Um, but as a, you know, as a growing leader and of a growing organisation, it's something that you constantly have to work on. Yeah, I'm sure. It's a great thing when you see a leadership coach, they really give you sometimes that hard advice, <laughs> looking from the outside in about the things you need to work on. And it can be confronting, um, but it's great that you certainly engaged a leadership coach and it certainly has worked for you, I can see. Um, so can you take me through um, what Newcastle and Hunter Community Health does in a very layman's terms way for those of us who aren't in the medical field? What do you do? Uh, essentially, we're an in-home provider. So we work with people who have funding, government funding through the disability sector um, or through the aged care sector, through home care packages and um, DBA. So we work with veterans as well. And we provide services to them in their home. So it may be anything that they need to live at home independently um, and maintain their health and build that capacity and function. So we can work with almost anybody um, and we can do almost anything that they need um, so that they can remain um, healthy and safe at home. Yeah, that's great. And so you've been around six years and I can imagine just doing the math, probably two to three years of that has been COVID. What was that like for you going through that? It, look, it was, um, it was certainly a challenging time and it was a challenging time for everybody um, in the world. It was challenging for everybody in small business um, and the challenges that we had were different because our business was actually growing um, and we had challenges around, um, you know, keeping up to date um, with the change in compliance, um, looking after the mental health of our team and of our clients and, you know, just finding the resources. So there was a time that we had... Um, you know, looking for PPE, so gloves and masks and, you know, things like that were really challenging. And for a small, newer business, they were really unique challenges. We didn't have supply chains established, so they were things that we were doing as a business during the pandemic. Um, but I think the things that we've learned um, are brilliant and then we can, you know, use them across sort of, you know, to sustain the business ongoing, things like building up supply chains and building relationships with providers and workforce planning and all those things. 
Yeah. How much, um, I mean, to grow your business so successfully, how much importance have you placed on networking? It's, um, it's hugely important. And, you know, initially as the business was established and I was very busy sort of, you know, in the depths of the business, um, providing the client services. And then as it's evolved, um, my role really is um, as the managing director, um, providing the um, overall governance and the direction for the business to grow. So definitely um, networking with, you know, other businesses and individuals, um, you know, including referrers and clients, it's so important. Um, and it's, um, it's something that I do, I do regularly. Um, so I'm, you know, it's something that you would almost be doing daily as a business owner. And um, it's just, you know, keeps people, you know, you're at the forefront of people's mind um, and you never know who might need somebody to help somebody at home. I spoke to a real estate agent yesterday who um, has a um, client who's looking for aged care services and, you know, if I wasn't out there um, speaking to the local community about the services that we do, those connections would be lost. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. It's a great reminder because I think I almost forgot how important networking was during COVID. You know, I, I had a, a toddler and I gave birth right in the middle of the pandemic in 2020 and I just became a hermit for a couple of years there. And it's not until now you get out and you attend lunches, you know, you and I are in a B&I together. Um, you network online through different communities that you realize, oh, wow, this is so important in order to grow my business long term just people meeting you constantly and just that constant reminder being front of mind. So I think there's a really great message there. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, Newcastle is, as a business owner in Newcastle, we've had some great support um, from the local community. And, um, you know, we couldn't have um, achieved some of the things that we've achieved without that support. And, you know, we've gained that by being involved in the local business community and, you know, developing those networks and um, engaging with other business providers. And I agree, um, particularly post-COVID, it's, you know, it's really great to, um, you know, be out at um, different events and functions um, and, you know, have those face-to-face conversations with people and just learn. I love to hear from other business leaders and people who work in businesses about, you know, the things that they're doing and um, the problems that they've solved. And it's amazing the different learnings that you can take from people. Yeah, absolutely. I'll ask you about the future in a moment, but one question that just popped into my head. If you've been in business now for six years and obviously navigated a lot of challenges during that time, if you knew now what you'd have to go through (laughs) over the last six years, all those challenges and and hurdles you'd have to jump over, would you still set up your business? A (laughs) hundred percent. I wouldn't. A hundred percent. The, you know, there's certainly been, um, there have been challenges, but, you know, at the end of the day, the challenges would be the same whether I was, um, you know, in the business um, that I've established myself or if I was working in a similar role for another business. Um, and in fact, sometimes those challenges, I think, would be harder. So, yeah, um, you know, and I just, I, I just look at all those things. I feel like I've just learned so much, and I've grown so much as a business owner and um, as a person. And you know what, um, what I have now has given me lots of opportunities, and I really enjoy all the opportunity opportunities that I've had. 
Yeah, that's great. I mean, just to clarify, I mean, I, I would go through it knowing that I can run a successful business 10 years later. But I think at the time when I made the leap into business, if I knew how hard it was going to be, I don't think I would have made that initial leap, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting to reflect back on that. Um, I want to ask you about the future. You know, you've achieved so much just going from a really a one-man band in six years ago to now 25 staff and continuing to grow. I know you're always recruiting. What are the plans for the future? Do you have like an end goal in sight or are you just going to keep growing and growing and growing and see where it gets to? We Look, I do have an end goal. Um, the growth will be, it won't be forever. So, you know, I don't, I'm not looking at, you know, establishing um, satellite organisations along the East Coast or franchising you know it's really the goal has always been to be an established local provider of choice Um, I believe that we are you know we're heading down the right path to reach that goal Um, so that's that's really the end the end game and um, continuing to provide uh, contribute to the local economy by providing an educated workforce in the aged and disability sector Um, Certainly, I've got lots of goals um, as a business leader and I'm really excited about some of those. And so hopefully in the future, I have the opportunity to act on those goals and, you know, looking at um, sustainability and diversification for the organisation as well. Yeah, that's fabulous. And so one thing that's not in your bio is that you are a mum to two girls, uh, two teenage girls, I think, from your memory. Is that right? So, you know, we have so many entrepreneurs listening to this podcast who are juggling a family and it's hard. Um, What's it been like for you building this business with two teenage girls? Well, they're teenage girls now. Um, Has that been a real juggle? And, And what's the experience been like for you? Yeah, look, it's definitely a juggle um, and the experience is it can be very challenging and, you know, what you touched on before when you start um, your business, you don't realise how difficult it is, Um, you know, and that can be one of the challenges when you're also um, a mother. Um, But what, for me, um, with my teenage daughters, what I'm really benefiting from now is they can see... um, some of those challenges that I have had and they can see, you know, the outcome. And so now they're actually talking about being, um, working in healthcare and being business owners themselves. So, you know, I feel like, you know, potentially they might be a little bit, you know, inspired by what um, what they've seen happen, um, which, you know, really makes it worth it for me. Um, but it's I guess it's the same as the challenges in business. You just... Um, work out what works for you Um, and you know as a busy working mother um, it's about having you know a good routine Um, and sometimes when things aren't working it's changing the routine um, so that it works again Um, and just being kind to yourself so you know I did learn a long time ago to work out what um, you know the reality is you can't do everything that you might need to achieve in a day Um, So it's just working out what you have, you know, what the thing is that you couldn't, you know, sleep at night without doing and focus on that and everything else will just sort of, you know, get done when it can and um, and like in business outsource if if need be and, um, you know, it's definitely something that I have done at times um, to make it work for the family And, and I love talking to other women in business and just working Uh, mothers as well because there's always lots of tips and tricks that people have so I love to sort of hear how people 
plan and organize our lives. And I sort of can take tips from that that help me in my life as well. I love that. And I love that part about how your daughters are now looking up to you and, and wanting to follow in your footsteps. And I think there's such a, a powerful message in that. Even myself, I've struggled with a bit of mum guilt. Um, but then I, think, I don't know who it was. It might have been a business coach along the way pointed it out to me and said, well, I've got two little boys. They're three and four. They are seeing their mum achieving their goal, achieving her goals and, you know, really doing what she loves and just going for it. And I kind of look at it in a different perspective now and even my three-year-old who's very switched on he said to me last night you're not going to work again uh i was just going to the, the home office to do a bit of email catch up and um i turned to him and i said i love work i love this i really wanted to show him that that i wasn't like oh work it was something i was choosing to do i was empowered by and i it really floats my boat and i really want to um sort of portray that image to my kids. So I love how your daughters are looking up to you in that way and potentially wanting to enter the health industry as well. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and, and I think that's, that's a really great point. It's, you know, that positivity is important and it's important, you know, to show that to our children and uh, it, gives them, it gives them sort of the idea that, you know, there's, um, there's a lot of good things um, that can happen from um, what you're doing and then that helps them to sort of, you know, focus on some goals and strategies and at the end of the day it doesn't matter what they do uh, as long as they're happy but what I see is it gives them um, it, it gives them the opportunity to have those ideas yeah absolutely on that note I want to say a big thank you Alison for coming on um, you know your very first podcast which is you know you, you've popped that cherry now <laughs> Um, do not be inappropriate about it, but that's great. You know, hopefully, it's a, I know this will be one of many to come. And uh, yeah, you're inside PR Club. You're an absolute delight um, because I just see how grateful you are when I'm sharing the knowledge um, inside the monthly masterclasses. So thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your wisdom and knowledge. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for having me. And um, I look forward to um, talking to you again in the future. Thanks for listening to Pitch Perfect. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it and share it to social media. If you'd like to download my free paid speaking resources, go to jamieabbott.com.